0: Welcome to the Branches Podcast. Branches is a community of faith, hope, and love in the South Orange County. We are a church for people who don't go to church. If you'd like to learn more about our faith or our community, visit our website at branchesoc.com.
1: Last week, Steph Rose said she told me that she's going to be speaking this morning, and Boog's not here, he's with the kids with the boys, and so she asked if I would introduce her, and ten years ago, we went on a missions trip together to Malawi with Kristen and one other teacher. So there were four of us, and we really had no idea what we were getting into and for me as the only guy who was on the trip it was quite the learning experience in many ways (laughs) Um, but at that time those two weeks of intense experiences kind of forged in us a friendship that lasts to this day And and it's more like family i consider steph and kristen and becky to be like sisters to me and so when she asked if i would introduce her this morning. I said, of course Steph, I'd love to to stand up and share a few anecdotes about you. <laughs> um, a brief side note, I have this fantastic button and several of you have asked what that is. When I was in college I was able to work for about a year with my mom at a school for kids with handicaps up the street at RH Dana. And one of the crafts we did one time was buttons. And so I stole my mom's button, because it's got her face in it. And I wear that every Mother's Day. Hey, Mom. She's a little distracted over there. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Okay, sorry, I got distracted by my own mother here when I'm supposed to be introducing Steph. Um, Those of us who've walked with the Rose family for the last six months know how amazingly gifted Steph is as a communicator. And for a month, every day, I checked my computer first thing to see if there was an update on what was going on with Book. And I was so taken as I read through day after day, week after week, how much Steph's writings reminded me of the New Testament and letters of encouragement from Paul uh, to the early church. And the Lord has chosen a lot of people and a lot of things to speak for him. In the Old Testament, he chose a bush. He chose a donkey. Uh, He has chosen people who claim to be the worst sinners of all. And I believe that he's chosen my dear friend, Steph Rose, to speak on his behalf. And if you haven't read the letters that she wrote, uh, the updates it's scripture. It's not canonized, it's not in here, but it's God's word to us, to encourage us. So it's with humility and great honor that I introduce and ask my sister and dear friend Steph Rose to come up and share the word of God.
0: Uh, I love Gerg. I call him Gerg because, um, thank you, that was really, wow, It was a lot, but um, (laughs) I love the Malawian African people, and they love how they spell, and they always spelled our names very uniquely, and they always spelled Greg, like Gerg, and so that's why we call him Gerg. No one else calls him that, but me and a few others, but it grows on you. I was so glad he was with us. He was, really quickly, this is not part of the deal, but I am a runner, and I will run anywhere. (laughs) Even in the bush of Africa. And Gerg was like, no. (laughs) So he would walk. (laughs) 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 And like, pave the path to make sure that I was safe on my runs. That is a brother. (laughs) They wouldn't let me run in the safari though, and I just didn't understand why. Anyway, I'm so grateful to be here, and, um, as Greg said, the boys are in a big stand-up paddle thing in Huntington Beach, so Boogie's with them, and, um, he kind of hinted, no joking, like, (laughs) in the hospital, he's like, I was thinking that maybe you should share on Mother's Day, and I was like, what? (laughs) Anyway, so, here we are. Um. But I'm so, so excited about today. Um, This person I'm going to talk about today is someone that I think about a lot. And um, it's a woman. And she was chosen. (laughs) Um, In fact, if I was to look, um, if we were to look into the Bible and look at some of the people and miracles that... um, God and Jesus did in the Bible, we would find that he did it a lot with women, which I think is pretty incredible. He valued women, and, um, and he believed that they were incredibly important. Um, and so, I'm going to share today about Mary. And um, I don't know why, but to me, it just always seems so fascinating that God would choose to bring his son here through this woman named Mary. Um, Because when you look at who she was at the time, it just seems so odd and ordinary and weird and just not what you would expect the God of the universe to come to this earth and be with us. Um, So we're going to kind of look at how God's taken this ordinary woman and made her into something extraordinary. And I think that we need to kind of put aside the fact that she's a woman and realize that that's kind of how it is for all of us. That God has throughout the stories of the Bible chosen ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Um, And I really want us to remember that and think about that today. I hope that we walk away knowing and understanding that ordinary us can be something extraordinary with God. Um, so really quickly, let's just kind of look at Mary. I have a little slide with just kind of some words that, um, that if I was doing a writing lesson with my students, we would kind of just list some of the things about this person named Mary. She was a teenager. Probably wouldn't have chosen a teenager. (laughs) She was a woman. She was a virgin, which doesn't really matter, but she wasn't very experienced. I mean, she was young, new, you know, all those great things. She was engaged. She wasn't rich. She was actually kind of poor. She came from a very humble home, is what it says. She was pretty ordinary. She had, like, this idea... In her heart, obviously, she was engaged to be married. She had a plan of what was happening with her life. She was going to marry a carpenter and have an amazing family. But one thing about Mary that's really clear is she loved God with all of her heart. At a very young age, this ordinary woman had a passion for God. She deeply loved him. Um, and I want to be really clear too about this. I forgot to say that, um, that God's intention, I think, with this whole story is not that we would really think about Mary, but we would think about what God does in Mary's life. And I just want you guys to know, like, as we walk through this, I want you to think about God's intention in the story, but with our own ordinary lives. Um, And that our focus would not be so much on Mary, but on who she was in Christ when we hear kind of our little bits and pieces about her. Um, Mary is one of the four people that is spoken most of in in the New Testament Peter, James, and John, and Mary. Um, She was Jesus' first follower. Um, we saw some incredible things through her. If you read about her life and who she is, um, you constantly see that her heart is one that seeks service of God and will do whatever it takes for him, regardless of the plan that she has. She, She just jumps into whatever God calls her to. Um, so she's this ordinary girl. We're going to go to Luke chapter one. If you guys have your Bibles, um, I think it's kind of fascinating to read it because there's some specific things that she's told in the chapter that, um, I want you guys to think about and remember. And I, I really hope that your eyes can read the words, you hear it through my mouth, um, and that you kind of can picture in your head. I always tell my students, I'm like, I want you to visualize what you're reading in your head because it'll really help you remember um, what you need to hear. So um, Luke chapter 1, we're kind of towards the end. Um, 28 is when this humble teenager about to be married is approached by an angel. Luke chapter 1. Verse 28. Um, so the first thing that happens is, and, you know, some of us, of course this is a Christmas story. I'm having issues with Christmas, obviously, because everything happened at Christmas. Then I'm like, okay, Lord, you want me to talk about Mary? But anyway, we won't go there. <laughs> it's a whole other story for people that walk walked the journey. But um, So <laughs> this angel appears to her and, and says, greetings, you who are highly Favored. The Lord is with you. And when I was looking into the word favor, I was like, gosh, what does that mean? Like, why was she favored? What what was it about her? And when you look up the Greek version of, or what it means in Greek, it means you have much grace. You have, you understand God's riches for you. And um, Mary recognized that she needed a Savior. She knew that she needed grace. And I think that when we are serving, devoted, loving the Father, we are favored. If we are in a place of devotion to God, then that, we could put our name right there. You know, I am highly favored. The Lord is with me. We are all kind of like Mary in that he favors us. When we put our heart and soul into him, then we are favored. And, um, and the grace is unmerited. It's so funny because she didn't do anything to have the Lord come to her. It wasn't like she was, she, she, the only thing that she did is she had a devotion to the Father. And he knew that. And um, his love and his presence was super real in her life. And I think that we need to remember that these stories in the Bible and these people are here for a reason for us to see exactly how God feels about us. Um, And we're favored. I think that's really important. And that God's grace abounds if we put our heart and soul into him. The second thing that happens is of course if an angel shows up and you're you know living life your ordinary life um you might get a little bit afraid and the first thing you know that the angel says afterwards is we'll skip to the next slide <clears throat> he says do not be afraid Mary you have found favor with God um I think this was super fearful, crazy, not as planned. Um, he hadn't even said anything to her yet. <laughs> like, what's happening to her? He just said, don't be afraid. And um, her life was about to be forever changed. And I, for me, I'm like, okay. I, in my life, I've had lots of experiences where like, I'll be like, Wait, what? I'm going to go, like Greg said, to Africa and do these things. I mean, I just remember the fear just like, no, I cannot do that. I'm going to get malaria and diseases and da da da. And I can think about different specific times in my life when I knew that God was beginning to ask me or put upon me something that wasn't in that story plan that I had intended. Like, it's scary. I remember even before we had kids and deciding that we were going to try and, you know, losing and losing and losing and then being so afraid that I would never, ever be able to hear the words mama. I remember that, but I remember so clearly the Lord saying, I, I have favor in you. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And so before the Lord even calls her to what she's going to be called to, he just reminds her that we need to not be afraid. And um, these kind of things happen to us. We're faced with things that can cause us fear every day. Um, (laughs) Very rarely life goes the way we planned it. But when we devote our lives to God, and he has favor in us, um, that power, that's the next slide, of the most high is upon us. Like, we can seek confidence in exactly what we might be called to do. Sometimes we know that God's calling us to something, but we're not quite so sure what that means. And it's just like this kind of scary, fearful feeling. Um, but every time, for me personally, when that fear starts to creep in, I remember and I think, okay, do not be afraid, because He is with me. Like, it is such a peaceful, incredible feeling to have. And I think sometimes some of those storylines that we play out in our head, um, when they don't go the way that w- they want and they get super duper scary, if I didn't have that confidence and that reminder to not be afraid, I'm not quite so sure how I would get through um, some of those things. When God calls the ordinary, if you look back in scripture, the first thing he tells them is do not be afraid. He tells Moses, Noah, Abraham, John, Mary, Joseph, I could keep going, but he says it a lot, actually, over 300 times in the Bible. He's telling his people to not be afraid. And um, I just, I want you to really remember this. Do not be afraid. The Lord is with you. The next um, verse is talking about... Actually, we can go back to that second one because we didn't go there. Still on that one. Um, It's number three. And then the angel says, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. What? I was like, oh my gosh. Every time I read this, it's so exactly what happens when our storyline changes and we put our heart into what God would want instead of what we want, you begin to experience some of the exact same things that Mary does, that a reassurance that it's going to be okay. Don't be afraid. I am with you. The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. This is where the ordinary becomes extraordinary. This is where the God of the universe comes into who you are, into your situation, and can begin to turn something that you think is going one way into something amazing. And, um, I am so grateful that we have stories like these to look at. And I am so grateful that God showed up to Mary in her ordinary world and decided to do this because we get to look at it and we get to look at it in other people's lives and go, holy cow. This is truth. This is, this is what happens. This is how God does incredible things. Um, the blessing of the call and the blessing of our devotion is that we get to experience God's presence in all circumstances. And I think, truthfully, this is how we supernaturally get through the crazy or the U-turn or the whatever happens in our story. It's that power of the Holy Spirit coming upon us and saying, we got this. We can do this. And... Um, I think for Mary it just I don't know I mean obviously we weren't there (laughs) but I just find that there is nothing about her screaming or freaking out she might have totally done that and I've done that too but um, I feel like sometimes we forget about the promise that God has for us and we can't see this Incredible blessing of that overshadowing and that power of the Holy Spirit, because we get so caught up in like, ah, what's happening to my story? This isn't the way it's supposed to go. <laughs> and um, I just, for me, I felt like when Mary heard this news, she just there was just well, you'll see her response, but um, you could t- it, it, from reading the scripture and you read it, you see this joy, and that's what the commentaries always say: is her response of joy. Um, and I really believe that that's this power of the Holy Spirit coming on her or us um, when we're in a circumstance that could be really scary. Um, <clears throat> so this is how we supernaturally get through the crazy. The biggest blessing ever is it takes over our fears and turns our ordinary into extraordinary. No word from God will ever fail. God's promises to us are so much um, this was Mary's response to, she kind of started to, like, process what was happening. And this is, to me, like, she was like, I'm, I'm trusting in God. No word from God will ever fail. fail. And I want to keep going back to God's promises to us. Let's go back really quickly. You're highly favored. The Lord is with you the Spirit will come upon you and overshadow you and give you the power of the Most High. And then she starts to kind of remember the promise and her devotion to God. Um, But we get so caught up in our plan that we forget the promise that God has for each of us, the power of the extraordinary. Um... In this part, we see a little bit of Elizabeth, and I, there's like five sermons on just the people in this specific (laughs) part, Um, and Elizabeth is her cousin, Mary's cousin, and I find it so amazing, and obviously of the Lord, that Elizabeth's story is kind of intertwined with Mary's story here. A teenager who's going to get pregnant. And she's not married. And the, just the ridicule and the crazy that she's going to have to deal with. Um, and then we have Elizabeth, who's been waiting to be a mom, like a really long time. Her deepest heart's desire is that um, she would become a mom. And um, there's a whole story of how she waited and she was faithful and she trusted and the Lord blessed her. Um, God's promise for us is sometimes not something that happens when we want it to it's kind of still part of that plan like Mary had no idea what God was going to use her for and Elizabeth had been waiting for God to do something and he wasn't doing what she wanted I want to go back up to that no word from God will ever fail, ever. And whether we're waiting forever, if our devotion and our heart and our soul is in what God desires for our lives, his promises will never fail. He will use your story or your situation to bless you and others. It's like this, it's, it's so hard sometimes to be in the place of waiting or, or when your story or your situation goes kind of crazy. You know, Mary's about to get completely, I mean, her world is going to be completely turned upside down when she goes through with what God's calling her to. But she, she makes a decision to, to, to believe in what God has told her, that if she devotes everything to him, he will do incredible things. And the same thing with Elizabeth. Her faith and her trust in the Lord gave her what she wanted. In fact, in tenfold, it just took a really, really long time. But there were so many people, if you look back, um, in the people during that time that watched her situation, and they were, it was mind-blowing, especially her husband. That story is like a whole nother amazing, crazy story. So... We have a teenager not to prepared to be pregnant and an old woman who's waited years to bear a child. God knows. His plans for us, his, his words for us, and his will will never fail. We couldn't write this story better. We couldn't dream it better. We couldn't do it better. And I think for our own lives, <clears throat> we, we, we sometimes live this ordinary life and are, are not willing to like take it, let the Lord do whatever he needs to do or trust him with, with whatever is happening at the time. And it just continues to be kind of get stuck in the ordinary. Um, I remember for me that it was really, really hard to like as just preparing to be a mom and I mean all of those things. And I don't, I didn't really want to focus so much on mother's today, even though I am talking about, like, an amazing mom, Um, (laughs) but we have these desires and these dreams, all of us, whether we're man or woman or whatever, little kids, I mean, they come, they have an idea of exactly what is supposed to happen, Um, and I think that's important to have a plan, but what is more important, I think, is for us, kind of like Mary, to know that when God shows up and says, mm, this is different, this is going to be different. This is an unexpected turn in your story, and it's going to be amazing. That we need to not get stuck in that, mm, it's not going this way, because sometimes we get stuck there, and we think, how could I trust a God that's going to turn my story this way? We get so wrapped up in that second But I wonder what would have happened if Mary was like, what? No, I am not doing that. Are you crazy? (laughs) This is not happening. Like, it would have been so different. But she trusted. And she believed that God was going to do something amazing, no matter what. And I really, really want everyone to know that. Like, how important it is for us in, in the midst of whatever it is. And it can get really ugly that we trust and we know that that story that God wants to write for us is so much better than the one that we've written for ourselves. So Mary's response. <clears throat> I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Wow. She turned face to face. She committed. She devoted her life to the one who could turn her ordinary into something extraordinary. Every single time I read Mary's response to this call, I get blown away. Like, wow. I think about the times that I've been called, and I really don't see myself responding with joy or with this, whatever you want, Lord, I'll do it. I kind of act more like a two-year-old screaming and throwing a tantrum. (laughs) But like most children, when I realize the Father is calling me to something much greater, much more amazing than I could ever imagine, I begin to see a joy that is so unexplainable. Mary actually sings a song, which I think is pretty incredible. We weren't going there yet, but um, I don't think I would have sung a song. I don't know what I would have done, actually. (laughs) Um, so we're going to read through the song and kind of see what God did but I think the reason why I was so drawn to this story of Mary and I have been since I was a little girl is because I find it so just incredible that God has chosen to bring this woman who loves and is devoted to him to not only birth his son, but to raise him. And that's when we get to go to the blessing of all of this. She went through I'm certain some serious, crazy hell as she dealt with um, the ridicule. And we won't even go into the detail of what happens in that society in that time for someone to get pregnant before they're married and then just all of the different things that happened along the way in preparing for Jesus's birth Um, and then after that and Joseph and all of the she was widowed and at 30 when he was like a teenager and she raised these boys by herself but over and over again When you think and read about Mary, you find that her devotion and her trust continued to be in whatever God had for her. And when we make that decision to allow God to do extraordinary things with our life, we begin to see this blessing that is kind of inexplainable. We're in situations that our stories get turned into where we're like, holy cow, like, I have to deal with... You know, this situation that I didn't think I'd ever have to deal with. And yet, I feel this crazy amount of joy. Um, she was Jesus's first follower. She walked, taught, trained him for 30 years. To me, that's kind of blessing enough. <laughs> but she also probably got pooped on and puked on and sleepless nights, and lots of other things. She experienced pain and heartache. Yeah, so do we. So will we. She was widowed with teenagers and babies. She said goodbye to her firstborn at 30, knowing that he would be crucified. She watched him being beat and killed. The condemnation she endured in her lifetime is almost unspeakable. But the Most High overshadowed all of it. She was used, empowered, important, valuable, and essential to what God called her to. And I'm so glad she did. I am so glad that we each have such incredible examples of real people that have, do, and will. I just pray that each of you guys know that God favors each of us, that his grace extends to us so that our stories can glorify and show the incredible power that God has in our lives. The Lord has favor in you. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. No word from God will ever fail. Blessed are you. Blessed are you who believes that the Lord will fulfill his promises in you. His will, his word never fails. We have some pretty amazing stories here. We have an entire Bible filled with them, but we also have them right here in this room. And I really believe... And I know that God favors each of us just like he favored Mary. And he wants to take the ordinary and make it extraordinary. Please don't get stuck in the no or not this way or it's not happening. And allow God to take your situation and turn it into something amazing. Um, I really, I think that's the one thing I hope that everyone leaves here knowing and understanding is that God's grace and his favor is upon you and he is so excited to use you and do incredible things. Um, But more than that, from it, the unexplainable joy. So really quickly, we're going to read her song that she uh, wrote, her response. I'm just going to read it from here. This is what she said. My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Sometimes we don't think the things that God's doing is great, but so great. I just had to say that. to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. No word from God will ever fail. And I really believe that Mary understood that, but I also think that we have an opportunity to also understand that this is the same today as it was yesterday. We are favored people, and God wants to do incredible things, and I'm really excited about it. (laughs) So I'm going to pray, and then Gerg will come up and close. Wrap it up. Father God, thank you so much for just the incredible stories that we get to read and the real lives that live them. And Father, I pray that we would bring what happened yesterday to today and that we would understand how favored we are and how much You want to bring us joy in our stories and our circumstances and what blessed people we are. Pray these things in your precious name. Amen.